Hi everyone, it's me and Mackenzie, and you're listening and watching the M&M Podcast Inside the Minds of Female Athletes. start off by talking about the intent behind our podcast. Mm-hmm. So, Mina, what were one of your motives for joining this podcast? Um, honestly, I'd say you were. You brought it to my attention, but I'd also say I really just like motivating others that are playing the same sport as me. I know this sport is hard, it gets tiring, it's rough, and you really you get sometimes when you're you strike out you go home in bed you're really just thinking about that so it's like (laughs) what else or who else can I come on and I was like well I don't ever hear like you hear those motivational videos but it's never like who's actually been doing this with me like creating that connection and relating to other athletes out there that tune into this podcast right right Mm -hmm. that makes sense what made you want to start Ken's um, so, originally, my dad had told me to start a podcast, because mm-hmm. um, he started getting into listening and all that, and he said, it'd be really cool if you did one for athletes, so mm-hmm. you guys could relate to them, and just talk to them, not only about mental health, but also the upsides of yeah. being an athlete, about the experience. Yeah, when you told me, I was like, okay, let me look them up to see, like, who else is doing this, and there was zero. Well, there were some, but I was like, there's none. There's yeah. any, there aren't any. So I was like, yes, let's do it. Yeah. So, what do you plan on achieving with this? Um, one of my main goals was, once again, reaching other student athletes out there and relating with them, but also encouraging younger athletes out there, mm-hmm. um, talk, maybe talking about our experiences and our journey getting to where we are today could either inspire or encourage, um, especially young female athletes. Right. To, yeah, motivate. Yeah. Yeah, when I was looking at this and reading all the questions we were getting, and stuff I was just like when people listen to this like I really want them to just be like no like I thought I was the only one like Mm -hmm. no way other people are going through this too right and we want this to be a for everyone boys girls young old kind of thing like they're we're we're the minds of the female athletes but it's not only to the female Just four females. Right. right, right. So we're going to start with a Q&A of just the two of us so you guys get to know us. And we're going to tell you a little bit about ourselves. So I'll go first. So Ken, just start off with your age, where you're from, all that good stuff. Alrighty. <laughs> so I am 19. I was born and raised on the Big Island of Hawaii, but I had moved to Oregon when I was 12, and now I reside here in Maryland for school. Um, My major, I'm a child development major. Um, I'm a sophomore currently, and my career aspirations is I hope to become a child life specialist. I know a lot of people out there probably don't know what that is. Yes, I don't even know what that (laughs) is. What is that? Um, So... My goal is to work in a hospital setting, and it's helping terminally ill or very sick mm-hmm. children oh um, cope with being in these um, hospital settings. Yes. Yeah. So, what made you start playing softball? 
Oh gosh, um, I don't, I've been playing for as long as I can remember. My brother played and I just, as soon as I turned five, yeah. started t-ball and um, I tried soccer when I was like, <laughs> um, probably like eight, but that didn't go well. So it was softball and baseball from the beginning. What made you say, like what moment made you say, okay, like I really like doing this, like this is something I want to do? Um, that's a really good question. <laughs> I feel like a lot of people don't think about that very yeah. often. They just play to mm -hmm. play. Um, but I think for a while, like, it was just so fun for me. I think once we started filming ourselves playing mm -hmm. softball, me and my sister created our Instagram page together and realizing how many, like, other um, athletes we were reaching, I thought it was really cool. And I just thought playing could be an inspiration to other people. And mm -hmm. I genuinely, a lot of the time, played for my younger sister because... Mm -hmm. I know that um, I just try to be a strong female presence in her life, you know, be a good okay. role model. A role model is the word what I was looking for. a good big sister. Yeah. <laughs> what tournament teams did you play for? Um, so I had played baseball pretty much oh, growing up. Okay. Yeah, for like our local town teams. Mm -hmm. um, and then 12U, I finally started playing for the Northwest Bullets. And then... I believe it was second year, 16th, um, I switched over to the Bat Company. When did you start thinking about colleges? Was it when you made the Instagram and everything was going up or just some, just different? Like what made you say, oh, I want to play softball in college kind of thing. Like, um, let me keep going. Yeah, I think probably when I turned 12, um, <laughs> okay. when I joined the Northwest Bullets, they were super about like, y'all need to get it, seen, yeah. you need to get recruited. And I was like, oh dang, like this is real. <laughs> Okay, um, but yeah, probably when I, t when I was 12, I had the thought put into my head, and then probably 14, 15, when you start yeah. high school, you're like, all right, I need to think about my future, and right. if you want to continue to play, mm -hmm. and I did, I made that decision, and that's when I decided I want to work towards getting recruited by colleges. Now, when you were thinking about colleges and getting recruited, were you, like, set on what division you wanted to play? Like, did you... Did you want to play D1 or did you not care? Um, so originally, um, I had this thing where I'm like, I didn't think I was good enough to play oh D1 softball. So she like, is amazing, <laughs> let me tell you. Um, in my mind, I was like, okay, like, if you get any, like, looks from any school, like, that's just like, yeah. wow. Because not a lot of people go on to play college sports in general, so I was like, if any school picks me up, that'd mm -hmm. be cool, but... Um, the more I got, as I got older and the more I worked and the more coaches I've talked to, they started to say, like, you could play at these higher levels. So I was like, all right. So when you're emailing schools, um, right. I never, like, ever didn't think about going to D3s or D2s mm -hmm. or anything like that. But D1 was the biggest goal for me. And why'd you choose UMES? Um, so... It's so funny because whenever I tell people this story, it's just like, I have never, I never heard of UMES ever <laughs> until I got this email one day and just the original um, initial phone call with mm -hmm. um, Coach Carla, she just, she really talked about how this was an underdog program mm -hmm. and she was very blatantly honest that yes. it wasn't the best program in the past and she was trying to change it and I just thought it would be really cool to be part of a program and initiate change like be a right. part of yes. building this program I just thought that would be really cool so that was a big deciding factor for me and then we didn't even say what position do you play oh oh my gosh um I'm a middle infielder um primarily shortstop but I do play a little bit third base now okay. and then 
And when did you start playing short or middle? Um, from like from the, the beginning. Jump. Yeah. Was was it like oh, coach put you there, or you were like okay, let's try short, and it just stuck. You know, honestly, I don't even know. <laughs> I really don't know because I can't remember. I I don't know because you know like when you're. 11 and 10 right. and 12. You kind of play everywhere. everywhere. I was a pitcher in 12. <laughs> okay. Like, God, that was awful. I might but, have to bring that back out. Um, <laughs> um, no, it was just, I just always, right. always played middle infield. Tell us a little story time. Like, if there was, like, you had a rough time and then, like, you were just like, yeah, I don't think I can do this. Like, you complete, it's like a, you completely had a little, like, yeah, a little just done. downhill kind of thing. travel ball or college? Travel ball. Travel we'll start ball. there. Travel ball, okay. Um, yeah, what tournament was it? We played in Kent, Washington. Mm-hmm. It was some form of nationals. Right, yeah. Um, okay. We ended up getting second, but we had lost one of the first pool play games, so we played eight games. <laughs> Yeah, it was seven seven games, and we would have had to play eighth because they did that Jesus. dumb. You have to play yes. the winning team twice. twice. Oh, my God. And we won the first one, so we were like, oh, my God. But by then, like, I was like, we worked Drain. so hard, and we beat them. We should It should have just been done, but right. that's what it felt like. But we're like, we have to beat them again. Mm-hmm. And you could tell, like... And I think we only had one pitcher. Was it, like, uh, yeah. was it like a super good team, or it was like one of those teams, like... They weren't good, but because you guys were so tired, like... Well, the first time we played them, they're actually who put us into the loser's oh, bracket. Oh, so yeah. a little revenge. So, like, I feel like it was so personal the first time we, mm-hmm. like, played them again in the winter, like, the championship. And then after that, it's like, we felt so accomplished. Like, we did it. We came back and we did it. And then we're like, well, crap, we got to do it again. Do it again. And I just don't think anyone had any more fight. Like, it was... Eight games is crazy. Yeah, it was hard. And we only had I enough think people. seven innings is crazy. Yeah, Eight we only games. had enough people to play each position, yeah. so everyone played all day oh every God. game so everyone was just yeah so I think that was for travel ball that was probably like the most mentally like draining day for me was yeah so after that game did you have like a mental like did you get ne- negative with yourself oh yeah I was <laughs> as my parents I was so mad I would I refuse to smile in our pictures I'm the same way we had you the, can look at everything if we lost second yeah. place this is me the trophy said runner up and I was <laughs> so mad i mean don't get me wrong like we played amazing like not to yeah. take away from anyone that right. ever gets second place or anything like that but like i was just like we came this far and we worked so hard and we, we beat were, them once why yes, yeah we just so close what advice do you give girls that like have those like even even if it's like younger girls going through their slumps like what's your advice to that um there will be more games you play so many games, and softball, everyone says it, and it's so true. Softball's a game of failure. Mm-hmm. You're going to fail you more than you to. succeed. <laughs> exactly. That's how you it learn. Won't click. Yeah. Um, but yeah, there will be more games, more practices, more time to work on things. And right. So there's no need to dwell on that one loss or that um, one game you went 0 for 4. Because mm-hmm. like, there's tomorrow, and there's right. the next tournament. So. This is a random question, but how tall are you? Oh my god. <laughs> um, I'm 5'3", one of the shortest on the team this year, so yeah. And do you think your height affects like your position at all? I mean, personally, I don't think so. <laughs> but were you ever like, wow, you want me to get this much range at short and I'm only like 5'3"? Um, 
I feel like when people think of shortstops, they tend to think of a more taller stature. Mm-hmm. Um, personally, I don't think it ever affected me because, I don't know, I just yeah. always played no, there. Yeah. The only thing I would say is the vertical. I can't yeah, <laughs> really get okay. up to get those balls, but I don't think it ever held me back right. in any way at all. Um, so, do you like defense or offense more? Definitely defense. Oh my god! I know, people think I'm crazy when I say that, but like, I don't know. Hitting is so much more mental, in my opinion. Yeah, it's I don't just... know, because I say it the same way. I see it, like, the exact opposite. I'm like, okay, offense, you literally have nothing to lose. Like, you're, you're the one trying to score, so it's kind of like, go up there. But like, like you said, like, as I got older, it's just like, this is hard. Like, now yeah. I have to really think. So, if you could play any other position, where would you play? I've always, I tried to be a catcher when I was younger. Oh, okay. That did not go well ever since then. I <laughs> stick to the middles. I, I applaud catchers. That's a tough position. I don't want to say outfield because, like, I don't know. I also play out. I don't know. I played a lot of positions. So, I guess either first base or catcher. Those are the two positions I haven't really tried. And I feel like they're one of the two harder positions. Yeah. What are your hobbies outside of softball? Yikes. Um, and school. Well, I do... I like to draw. Yes, I know. Yeah, I'm a little artiste. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. Hiking. I like going hiking when I'm back okay. home in Oregon. Yes. The hikes are beautiful there. It's I enjoy that. It's just beautiful that. there. Yeah. And then who would you say is your biggest supporter? That's my last question. My biggest supporter? Obviously mom and dad. Yeah, yeah I have to go mom and dad. You. They did so much for me as a kid. Um all those travel ball tournaments, driving everywhere, flying yeah. everywhere. Um, I know all these um, teenagers and tenu girls that tune into this are probably like, it's not like that big of a deal. It's a big <laughs> deal. Thank your parents. They do so, so many much miles for you. away. Yep, so much money. You're like, oh. But yes, that was my last question. Okay. I hope you enjoyed my interview. I did. <laughs> Basically, my we're going to go through and have you introduce yourself. Okay. But I'm going to be asking the questions. Okay. So, once again, your age, where you're from, your major. So, I am 20. Um, I'm from Delaware County, Pennsylvania. So, yeah. My major is kinesiology, a.k.a. exercise science, and I have a lot of aspirations. I don't know. (laughs) Every other day it changes. Some days, my mom's a nurse, so some days I'm like, okay, mom, I just want to be a nurse. Like, might as well. You seem to be, like... You love it. And I'm just like, uh, I guess so. And I'm like, honestly, I didn't know what else I wanted to do with myself. I was like, either sick with softball. So I was like, okay, well, I'll be an athletic trainer. Then I was like, maybe a physical therapist. And I was like, mm, I don't know. But recently, I've kind of dialed it all down to athletic trainer. And then I want to be a coach. I don't know if I want to be a, just a travel ball coach or a college coach. I feel like I want to be a college coach. But... Yeah, and then I really want to open, like, one of those softball academy things, like, Mm. just a huge building. Yes. Just softball. When did you start playing softball? I started playing softball really late. (laughs) I started playing softball when I was 10, and I started because my dad was like, you just sit around the house too much. Like, you need to get out the house. And it just so happened that it was spring, and the only sport that I I wanted to play, or my dad watches baseball all the time, so... He was like, you can play softball. Like, go ahead. I was like, okay, I guess. And my friends were playing softball. And they literally sent a a flyer in, like, 
in my elementary school. They sent a flyer home and I gave it to them and they were like, yep, you're going to join whatever league this is. You're going to the little <laughs> rec ball league. Right. So I was like, okay. Yeah. And a follow-up question to that. Mm-hmm. Do you think that, do you think starting late helped um, back at all? I, so when I started, I was a huge dreamer. I was like, like, not necessarily at 10. Like, I was still trying to figure out what this sport was. I was catching the ball with my hand. Like, I didn't use my glove. I was just like, there's no point. It's so much easier to use my <laughs> my right hand. But I was like, oh, like, I, when I started watching softball, I was just like, oh, I want to go to Florida. I want to go to Oklahoma. And then as I got older, like, my coaches was like, I don't know about that. <laughs> and that's when I really was like, are you kidding me? But I don't think it necessarily helped me back because looking back at it, I think it's a lot. Ugh, if I was more a more like motivated kid, then I'd say I'd be cool. It, it, would, it wouldn't have necessarily held me back. I think it may have a little bit because I was so lazy and I was such a big procrastinator to the point where like, now I wish I took practice like really serious because like mm-hmm. no knowing that I click onto things so easily imagine like if, if I was started, listening at 10 yeah. like not it didn't have to be like five eight all those younger ages but like at you're least 10. Just, you're like, still a kid though yeah it's gotta be fun and I know you played for a lot but do you want to list some of the tournament yeah teams you it wasn't more? a lot a lot you only listed <laughs> two so I was just like dang I, I played moved, for but, two. Um, I started with Delco Diamonds. Um, I, I was, so my first tryout, I tried out for, um, Rage, um, it's in PA, but I was like, they were like my other, my, I guess my dad's friends were telling him, he was like, Amina needs to like leave this little league. Like she needs to go play like some serious competition. And, And he was like, okay, well like what team? And they were just like, well, Rage is having a tryout. Just send her there. And if she makes it blah, 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 whatever. And I was like, like okay sure like I'll go to the trial never been more nervous in my life but <laughs> so after the trial he was just like I just want you to know you made the team already I was I was like oh. I was like are you kidding me like I didn't even do anything like okay and then that team just completely disbanded like they didn't exist anymore <laughs> yeah the team was not employed and then I am um, one of my dad's friends he was like well my daughter's going to play for Delco Diamond, so like tell her to come mm-hmm. like I know the coach kind of thing like she can get a little tryout in and she'll make the team kind of thing so <laughs> that's where I went and then I went to play and I had the same coach shout out Arlen <laughs> and she just brought me wherever she went so I played 14 you um it's so many so long ago <laughs> um, I know I started 14 I don't really remember Sorry. But then I went to play for PA Chaos. So it was competitive for you. Huge. So, like, yeah, it was a huge jump, like, difference because my coach was getting more on me. She was like, you need to really, like, focus in. Yeah, she was (laughs) like, you need to get your head together. And, yeah. So why did you pick to come to UMES? Um, So my high school team, Mm -hmm. they were not... We were not good at all. Mostly, I wouldn't say it was because we were lacking the talent. It was really lacking the knowledge and the IQ of the sport and how to play it and all those stuff. Like, I remember there was, uh, we we played my my tournament coaches. We played um, their high school because she was also a high school coach. And we played them and 
I um bases loaded mm-hmm. and I told my third baseman I was like okay if you get the ball step on the bag she gets the ball <laughs> and it just flies to over the first baseman and I was just like I just told you but yeah it was so yeah it was kind of a it, it taught me a lot about patience and that's where I, I really started coaching teaching others like how to really play but mm-hmm. once once I like really honed in on that like we were good it was just the little stuff that mm-hmm. we like the little stuff that really lost us to the game and stuff but my point with that was like you said when I when I got the um email from coach K and I called her she she told me the same stuff like this this school is not that um not that kind of school like not that competitive school but mm-hmm. I have all these girls lined up they're just as good as you and you guys can really flip the switch and I didn't have an issue with that and I was like I'm all in yeah through yeah what I was gonna go with was through <laughs> high school it was always like everyone around me was like Amina you're so good like you're so good you're going D1 my dad was like you're going D1 so I've never even thought of any other division besides Just D1 D1. so then when Coach K texted me a little quick look up and I was like like, D1 (laughs) I'm going yeah what about how about your positions let's hear what your positions play um I'm a pitcher a little outfield and (laughs) this year I just started to play first so I'm all over the place I like it, I like it, but mm-hmm. mainly... Yes, I'm on the mound. Our starting pitcher right here. Thank you, thank you. <laughs> How about your um, biggest struggle during travel ball, your biggest doubts, I suppose? Um, I was... I, th- I honestly think I had a lot of anger issues. Um, I, don't, I Just because I was really competitive, like the littlest things, the strikeouts, the like the little... The reasons we lost the game, all that stuff ate at me, and yeah. I was like so angry. I was just so angry, but it it wasn't like a angry where I like just died and I wasn't trying and stuff like that. It made me really like aggressive, kind of like I <laughs> when I saw the ball, I wanted to. Yes, hit it. I yeah. destroyed it. But we played this um this Bat Busters team, and I think it was like the first time our team really saw legit pitching or like a pitcher who was actually like moving the ball more than like your normal inside outside kind of stuff so it was really new to us and my team was a good hitting team at the time and we all struggled so it really ate at me and I was just like well this is where it goes like damn I'm gonna suck kind of thing (laughs) but all the games that I something happened and I like got down on myself Oh, the card rides home were probably the worst. Don't even <laughs> get of, me started on that. We should talk about them. that in another episode. Car rides home with mom and dad. Because <laughs> <laughs> let me tell you, those were something different. That would be one long episode. That would be quite the episode. But yes, that would be so good. But yeah, I would say just the little losses and stuff yeah. like that. So you would say your mom and your dad is your are your biggest supporters when mm-hmm. it comes to softball? Yeah, definitely. My dad has... Uh, he's... He's one motivator, I'll tell you that. <laughs> I know and how you feel. Definitely my coach. She's been with me the whole time, so she's all she's she 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 knows me better than any other coach. So mm-hmm. it was I like she was always there. And then my pitching coach thinking about how like those little things ate away at you during games mm-hmm. and that mental side of everything, how would you decompress like after a loss? 
Um, I don't yeah. know. I I think about it for a while. I text my teammates, be like, like, wow, this really happened. Like, uh, what, whatever, whatever. And nine times out of ten, my dad knew what I was angry about, and he we have a conversation about it in the car after like he got over his little sassy yeah. moments. But <laughs> but yeah, we we all, he was. I will always talk to him. So that's pretty much how I decompressed and got myself over those like losses and stuff that really mm-hmm. like ate at me. But Besides that, just go to sleep and try again tomorrow. <laughs> exactly. There's always tomorrow. Um, what would you say your hobbies are outside of school and softball? I put a lot on my plate, but oh. I love to do a lot of things. I like this stuff. I like podcasts. I like YouTube. I like social media editing. I like I crochet. I like to crochet. Mm-hmm. Love to paint. Yeah. Very artsy. Just like to to be creative, basically. Really. And I'm trying to get back into reading. It's so hard. I know. I fall asleep. What about... So Mina's a better dancer than oh me. So God. I had to bring this question I'm up. I'm literally Mina, eyeing this question. I'm like, no, she better no, not. No, Mina's the best dancer on the team, hands down. I appreciate um, it. I appreciate it. So we want to know what's your okay, favorite dance okay. move. Okay. Right now... <laughs> It's got to be the TikTok hips, you know, the little. <laughs> You'll just see her in the corner practicing in the hips. I don't know, it's just so addicting. <laughs> All the TikTok dancers are addicting. But I grew up playing Just Dance. Like, it was serious. She's literally the best dancer <laughs> on the team. Like, she is. Check out the Hawk Shuffle. Oh, I got to learn that. Like, you legit. Do. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. But yes, the hips for sure right now. And I guess last question, um, do you like hitting your defense better? I know you kind of talked yeah, about it. Um, I think, well, of course, back then I loved to hit more because it was so easy. Compared to now, it was <laughs> so much easier to hit back then. And so I loved hitting. And then, but I don't know, because now I, I really love to pitch. And I, and because I'm getting so much conf, more confident with it, mm-hmm. I, I really like being on the mound. When I wrote that question about your height, I was really thinking about how mine affects me because as a pitcher, like all you have to be like six foot to lankier, long legs, big strides, yeah. But being being short, being five four, really made me hone in on spin. Right, working your wrist and your grips and all that. Yeah, speed is good, but you can catch up to speed. Like you can't if it's flat. Yeah, the spin is. Let me tell you. Hitting off of her in practice. Stop. (laughs) Let me tell you. (laughs) I don't know. Hit, hit, I would say offense back in the day and defense now. Got it. So when I was trying to get, you know, the podcast out there to, you know, the softball world and everyone who I think would really enjoy this and like what our what I wanted our audience to be you know younger girls older girls you know athletes overall parents included because you want to know what your daughter's thinking because it can help a lot to know what's going on in their head as an athlete especially if you haven't played before kind of stuff so I posted our our um cover for our uh, podcast and then I wrote a little bit up to let them know what it was about and I got a bunch of questions for us from Facebook love the yeah, Facebook Facebook fans yeah yep. Facebook networking <laughs> is crazy I'll tell you that they have millions of groups on there for everything but yes all my Facebook friends now we're all friends you guys <laughs> brought me questions and we're here to answer them for you so starting with number one we have so when did you start focusing on your recovery 
recovery <laughs> as a part of your total package oh, as, as an athlete. Okay. Oh, yeah. I read that. So when I read that question, I was just like, recovery, I'm assuming, like, you know, ice and all that kind Arm of stuff. Yeah. That. Just your recovery after games, I guess. Okay. Um, I think I really started focusing on that probably once travel ball got more competitive because once again you're playing like mm-hmm. five to seven games right. in a day and getting it's a lot old, it, getting old quick let me, <laughs> i'm only 19 and the knees i don't move as i swear um but yeah probably definitely when when you start playing more competitively right. because this sport does take a toll on your body especially for um women like our hips right is really a lot of the more um, Aries prone to injury, right. um, knees. I mean, it's just our repetitive movements. We're constantly bending up and down. We're yeah. constantly using our shoulders. Mm, it's just doing it over and over and over again. Your body's going to wear down eventually. So, honestly, once you start um, being competitive, you should really think about icing your arm after practice and games. It's just yeah. all really important. Um, I think that my recovery, as a pitcher, like, I really wish when I was younger, I took more care of my arm. Not that my arm's, like, my arm's doing pretty good, and I'm on it now, but I feel like I could have been a lot better in those Sunday games if on Saturday I iced my arm or, like, yeah. massaged it or something. Because I tell you, I used to, Saturdays, I used to pitch, catch, pitch in that order. Yikes. And, oh boy. It to was like, the hardest position. <laughs> but I loved it. I was there. <clears throat> yeah. But, yeah, recovery-wise, I say definitely icing the arm. If the ice isn't really helping, try some heat. Definitely ice baths with the legs, some kind of anything with your legs because, yes, your arm's important, but those legs, legs are just as important. And just taking care of yourself. Foam roll. You got to get yes, those knots out. I know it sucks, but you got to get them out. this is all ages. Start young, and you'll probably have better knees than us. Yeah, you'll last longer. <laughs> yeah, for sure. And you're, you'll be less injury prone, I guess. I feel like overall, yeah. of course. So what was your softball journey like from 14 years? until signing day like what was your recruiting process like so I really didn't start the recruiting process till I joined uh, chaos which was around it was like 18 years so super late again but that's all my bad because <laughs> I wasn't I did the emails and all and I really tried coach dug into me and my dad was like well who are you emailing all that kind of stuff like I was um emailing and stuff but I like I tried to do like how you and your sister did the Instagram like my dad set me up one mm-hmm. and it was but it wasn't as like you got to check hers out. Oh my god, it's so good. <laughs> Mine is just the highlights like me mean hit a bomb today, struck out this girl, destroyed this girl, <laughs> catching like stuff like that, but I'd say like school schools would come and watch us cuz it was one of those it was one of those teams like they bring good girls like we'll sit behind and watch kind of thing but um it was really stressful I wouldn't even lie because of how competitive like once you get into that tournament team where like everyone's on the same page like we all want to play in college you're not competing like you're you're competing those other teams during the tournaments but you're competing with your teammates Teammates. so it was just on my last year it was so stressful for me because there were two I think there were three pitchers me and two other girls and um they were 
I was with my coach the whole time, like I said. And looking back at it now, I think that I was just really immature. And I was like, oh, she knows me mm-hmm. more than she knows those girls. I'm her favorite. Like, she's going to um, let me pitch more than them. But it wasn't that way because so we had fall practices and those fall practices were Saturday and Sunday with the whole organization and they were like four hours long and they broke it down and all that stuff. So when we were there, they were definitely more mentally like they were really trying to get to the higher levels. Mm -hmm. And so they were really in getting into it kind of stuff. And so they pitched over me and that ate me alive. I kind of gave you an extra push, huh? Yeah, it did. But at the same time, that's, yeah, that's probably what broke me down the most because I was really like, I'm not good. There's no point. I'm not even pitching. No one's watching me. This is pointless kind of stuff. Like I was saying that to myself over and over again. But at the same time, like you said, it pushed me because I'm like, I'm like, well, what do you expect? Kind of like mm-hmm. I had these. I talked to myself all the time. Yeah. I was like, what do you expect <laughs> if you don't do anything? You're not going to get anything. And I'm grateful that my coach did that to me. Like back then, oh, I was, I was pissed at games. Like I was yeah. just pissed all the time. It, you could see it all over me. But like thinking about it now, like if she didn't do that, I probably wouldn't work as hard as I do now it wouldn't have clicked and when that happened it clicked so I was trying I that's where I but with that came like well you're hitting so you're gonna play Mm -hmm. so if I'm not pitching and we had good catchers at the time so I wasn't really catching and that's when I got the outfield Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. got the outfield skills but yeah that was my journey and like that's when I looked into schools because I got um I got a call from Morgan State also, which is in our league, mm-hmm. and um, but then I got the email from Coach K, and I did do a visit at Morgan, and what really made me choose Coach K was, one, she is a female coach, and I didn't, I've always, I was always with a female coach, so I was right. just like, this is more comfortable, one, and then two, like, she just, her passion showed over, like, Morgan's coaches to me at least Mm -hmm. but yeah that was pretty much my recruiting process I took I had a visit here watched a practice um I'm only three hours away from here so it wasn't a lot but yeah watched a practice told her the next day yeah I'm Mm -hmm. coming here kind of stuff (laughs) but yeah it wasn't crazy how about you (laughs) oh well um I don't really have as much to say, but... I know. I went off, like, I was <laughs> recruiting till I, at, like, five hey. years old, but I just... It's cool. <laughs> it's good to have details. It's good to have details, but um, the process for me was um, basically play travel ball, emailed these schools, mm-hmm. um, got invited to certain camps. I made it out to a few, but, right. you know, not... I did do some camps, not, too. Yeah, it's hard for everyone to get out to camps mm-hmm. all the time. Like, I know, like, affording them can be difficult for people, but... Um, I was recruited 100% off of Instagram. I was going to say, yeah. there's no way that that Instagram yeah. was not like, yeah. helpful at all. Me and my sister and my dad created it for us, and we started posting on it probably from, I think, 12 you. Oh. Yeah, either 12 year or first year 14s. I'm not entirely, we've been doing it for so mm-hmm. long. Um, and we just posted drills, um, game footage, just any kind of content. I use your sister's drills to this day, that tennis ball drill. Yeah, I was was gonna say we get reposted a lot, a lot of people Mm -hmm. use our drills, um, but we have, like, social media is such a huge platform, and I think a lot more people should 
think about that as an yeah, rather than too. yeah rather than just relying on emailing emails and school. We'll obviously continue to email schools, but also when you email these colleges, um, put your um, Instagram in there so they can see that and they're like, oh okay, let's go check this out. Yeah, I think yeah. your your Instagram really shows. Like, yeah, it shows your skills and stuff, but it really shows your passion. Like, you're doing drills, like, with your sister and your dad outside of outside of normal practice and stuff. So, it really sh- shows that you wanted to play. Like, yeah. when, when Coach was like, we're getting these freshmen, um, <laughs> and then they were like, Mackenzie. I was like, okay, Mackenzie. I was like, oh, yeah. Oh. <laughs> Put her on the roster now. Oh, my like, gosh. Like, we're going to do this. Yeah, it's just... I, that was a huge part of my recruiting mm-hmm. was that Instagram yes. page. Um, it's literally where Coach Carla found me. Like, mm-hmm. she told me when she emailed me. Mm-hmm. She's like, I literally found you on your Instagram page. And just by watching... She's Come never... She never seen mm-hmm. me playing a real game. She probably didn't even know who I was. She literally just went through our mm-hmm. Instagram page. And she said she watched me from... Like, went to the bottom and looked at me when I was about 13, 14, and then until just when I was going. 16 or 18. And she said just seeing, like, the improvement, improvement was enough for her to recruit. But, yeah. yeah. Question number three. So, how do you keep a positive mindset and handle pressure performing at the D1 level? I'll be honest. Sometimes mm-hmm. it's not easy sometimes. Um for me, I just have this genuine love for playing softball. Mm-hmm. So, like, I just think, oh, my gosh, it's it's a game. Mm-hmm. Like, don't treat, like, when, I feel like when athletes oh, no. go it's to college. <laughs> yeah, when they come to college, they're like, oh, my God, my entire scholarship's riding on this. I, this is a job. I need to perform mm-hmm. or I'm letting my team down. I'm letting my coach down. I'm not doing what I'm supposed to. If you think like that, it's going to be a long season. A long it's, life. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. In anything you do. Um, so basically, I mean, there's obviously so many, it's pressure. There is so many, you feel so much pressure on the field. Situations, all that. Yeah, because everyone is playing at such a high level. Mm -hmm. It's not like you're playing these, like, bad teams. Everyone's good, so. And then not only is there pressure playing other teams, there's pressure on your team. Like, this, what about this next freshman that comes in? She's going to take my spot. So there's that, too, but I feel like the best way to handle it is, stick to your routine mm-hmm. you know okay every day I go hit it this time I get my reps this time pick um a partner that you go and get reps with um just sticking to your routine and knowing that you're doing all you can and right. your coach is going to see that you're working hard right. and hard work does pay off mm-hmm. so yeah so when we played Rutgers and we won, <laughs> I know there was crazy pressure. I mean, I felt the pressure when she pulled me in to close that, and it was only a one-run difference. But how did you how did you feel in that moment? Because I never even asked you. Like when we won? No, like like during that those are last few innings, and we're only up by one. But you know us, I know us. It can go like this. So, like, to be honest, like, I don't even know. I don't think I was thinking at all. Yeah. I was like, oh, my gosh. Because I caught the last ball mm-hmm. that you, and you I got the pop up, and I caught it. I was like, oh, we yeah, did it. Like, I remember because you were like, you were like, I mean, I thought you were going to catch that. And you didn't move, and then so I had to I, jump up. Yeah, I was like, I got it. Yeah. Um, I don't know. Honestly, it felt, like, so surreal because the type of program we are is right. from this, such a small school. Like, mm-hmm. people don't hear about us nor really pay attention to us. And I think doing that just, um, we caused a lot of, I want to say not chaos, but like we brought attention, like we did something that not a lot of small schools do. 
yeah, we were and just, just like, oh yeah, like, who's next? Kind of not yeah. like not like that in the cocky way, but like the all that those mental things that we were feeling at the time. Because when Coach brought us in twenty twenty class, it was there was a lot of us. I want to say maybe nine or ten. I really don't. I would have to go like this and count them all, but uh, <laughs> uh, well, well, nine or ten, we'll say that. It was a lot of us, and so Coach was telling, like, the upperclassmen at the time, they were like, these girls are coming in, they're going to work hard, they're going to take your spot, what are you going to do? Like, mm. like one of those push-yourself kind of things. So I'm not saying it created, a, like, a, a upperclassman versus freshman kind of thing. There was a little bit of a, da- a divide, but I feel like it was mm-hmm. more divi- of a divide between the freshmen and the freshmen themselves because, yeah, we were getting talked up a lot, but as freshmen, we were so immature still, and we didn't take um, extra seriously. Mm-hmm. So I think that affected a lot. But I'd say in regards to question number three, like, well, how do I keep a positive mindset and how do I handle pressure? I'd s- performing D1 and I'm going to just say like on the mound in general, it's a lot. And I try not to do the what ifs in the moment or, you know, I guess what ifs like in general at all, because I tell you now, if you're in the box on the mound and you say, what if she just like, what if I just miss my spot and she just cranks it or like, <laughs> oh, what if she's oh, she just threw a curve outside, she's throwing this inside, I know she's about to throw that change up. And she's going to, and what are you doing to do? You're still going to sling through it because your <laughs> your brain is so, has so much pressure it's from good, everything. Yes, yeah, so, so yeah. you're talking to yourself too much to that point where you're like, you just freeze and there's that change up and there's that whiff. Even today, I was talking to Coach and we do this like, we try keep it as simple as possible. Yeah, whatever pitch it is, really. But let's say for, like, my changeup, I throw a knuckle change. So what do I do? When I'm on the mound and I get the ball from the catcher and I turn around, walk towards the center field to the end of the circle, I'm I'm going through my head. Okay, you need to push your fingers out. You need to step in the right spot. You know, keep your shoulder closed. Those are my three. I turn around, I do this little kick thing with my feet, and then I get on the mound and go. But that's, like you said, the routine is what keeps it whatever. Like, even for any other position, let's say right field, and I'm just like, okay, ball comes to me, Mm -hmm. straight to me. You know, I'm going, no one's on, I'm going here. Someone's on, I'm going here. And if it's in the gap, I'm going here kind of stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. just keep it as simple as possible. Because it's already stressful enough. I mean, you're on TV, you're playing Rutgers, <laughs> you're playing Furman. Uh, you got you're play- fans heckling exactly. you. Exactly. It, it's so much going on to where you need to keep to yourself and, and your teammates and really focus and keep it simple. But I think keeping it simple is what makes it easier at this level. Right. Um, so on question number four, how, um, they asked, how do we handle perfectionism with academics and athletics? Um, so I'd say in high school, I was, um, school came easy to me. Like I said, I catch on to things pretty quickly. School was, school was a breeze for me. It wasn't that difficult, but then you come here and, and then like you have so much freedom and school's only can be up to 50 minutes a day if you pick Mm -hmm. your classes that way so 
it's really about what you're doing after school. Because, you know, in, in high school, in middle school, elementary school, schools from 8 to, to 3 or whatever. Right. Like, it's, a, it's throughout the whole day. And throughout that whole day, you're doing reps of what you're learning. And if after that 50-minute lecture, I have to go home and process what I just learned. <laughs> and to keep... To, to be a perfectionist at that would be hard on myself because I'm taking so many science classes. I'm taking chemistry right now, um, exercise physiology, kinesiology, oh my gosh. and it is a lot on me right now. But what I do is like, okay, I want to be an athletic trainer. Out of all those classes, what class is the most important to at least process and understand? Mm-hmm. So chemistry, I'm not going to... I'm not going to fix your ACL, you know, yeah. making a little well, potion. potion. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I'm taking it serious, you know, getting at least understanding the concept. But in my kinesiology class, I'm really like, this is my and this is my like, I, I'm really getting in there because so, I know I need to know that. Yeah, kind like of stuff. focusing on the things. So that I take off the. Per- yeah, I take yeah. off the perfectionist kind of stuff and just say, OK, I mean, just comprehend. We got to yeah. keep the A's and B's, but you know, that GPA. <laughs> yeah, but you know, at least comprehend it. And that takes the weight off my shoulders. Cause then I'm, when I was in high school, I'm like, Oh my God, I got an 83 on my test. What am I going to do with myself? And I'm like, thank you God. I got an 83. <laughs> now, yeah. <laughs> I'm like, that is not what I was expecting, but thank you for that 83. I've never been so happy, but yeah, I just say relax. And then with sports, I feel like, you really don't ever strive to be, I mean, yes, strive to be perfect, but don't ever think perfect will come. It's more of a, like, a, what can I just do to be the best? Do something to that was the best that day, every day. Reps is what gets rid of that pressure. The more you get the reps, the more you understand, and the more, like, even if you do fail, it's at least, at least you knew what you, knew what you were doing wrong. Perfectionism, I mean, I feel like, all athletes mm-hmm. deal with it. I feel like that's just built in for any sport you play. Right. It's literally just how you're wired. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, just knowing that you won't ever be perfect, I think, is the only way to combat it. It's like perfection right. is not like feasible. Like no one will ever reach it. Right. But, if you but do like you said, just doing the best that you can do yeah, in the moment that. Mm-hmm. is really all you can something do. Something every day. Something. Yeah. And you'll be there. You're, if you work hard and you put all the effort in that you can, then that's enough. Pat There's yourself n- on the back. Then that is perfect. Doing right. your, giving your 100% is, is perfection. Mm-hmm. 100% is perfection. I like that. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, that's a good 100% one. 100% is, is perfection. perfection. Question number five we'll move on to. It says, how do you keep your mind focused during games? So during games... They're long. We play full seven innings. No time. No, no time hour limit. 30, like no um, drop travel. dead revert back. <laughs> yeah, none of that, unfortunately. But so like sometimes and like a lot of us play the full games. So mm-hmm. We don't switch out with anyone. Oh, you for sure. <laughs> <laughs> well, you pitched that whole game this oh, weekend. But, yeah. Um, yeah, they're long, and kind of, sometimes you're just like, I don't want to go back out on the field. It's freezing cold. It's hot. Like instead of focusing on. How cold or how how hot oh my gosh or <laughs> how hot it is yeah um it's hard sometimes but staying focused I think I definitely think cheering each other on is what keeps mm-hmm. me in the game we have a lot of fun cheers in the dugout and yeah. on the field um, constantly talking that's a way to stay engaged in in mm-hmm. the game and then those 
what happens if the ball comes to me so that you're yeah. not like whoa the ball came to go me. through those sneers yes. in your head not like, to a crazy extent of like yeah. what if i bobble it kind of stuff but yeah like if the ball comes to me i'm going one just kind know of what stuff. you're doing yeah and you're so good at that because when someone's on first you're like amina right here yeah, we're going to exactly like, you gotta talk pre-pitch like, pre talk which helps a lot because i'm already like Okay, what pitch is she gonna call next? <laughs> and, and then the, the the so we when we played this weekend and that first ball that first grounder came to me, I was not ready for it. I tell <laughs> you, you got that right it now. though. I was like, oh, reaction. Yeah. I was like, yeah. oh, where am I going with it? Like I didn't do that step because as a pitcher, it's like it's not rare that the ball comes to you, but it is a little rare that the ball comes right back to you yeah. after that ball to the face. And it's usually uh, hit pretty hard. I know. Yeah, after. Uh, yeah, last year I took a ball to the face and I tell you when I did front toss after it healed, I don't remember who was hitting, but I was um, feeding someone and that ball came back to the net and my eye literally just. But at a younger level, I'd say it could be harder to do that because again, you're trying to grow your IQ, your knowledge. So you may not necessarily be up there to what do, what do I do? I mean, I feel like if you can continue to say like, hey, what are you doing when the ball comes to you, yeah. to, your, to your teammate or stuff like that, no matter your age level, like, you'll definitely improve. Yeah. yeah. I'd say communication for sure is definitely the biggest the biggest to focus in a seven-inning game, a two-minute game, a yeah. hour 30 drop-dead game kind of stuff <laughs> like that. Focus and com- uh, communication. Mm. Question number six. Um, so one thing that you know now that you didn't when you first started playing and you wish that you knew it then. Hmm. I'd say, um, how important practice is and how important it is to learn like mental things. Like, mm-hmm. um, well, this girl hit it here last time. Maybe I should take a step over this way. Right. She seems to be like learning those little tendencies, and it can be harder to do at a young age because you're like, "What am I looking for?" This or your coach not be point may not be pointing it out, kind of stuff. But I wish that I knew to take practice and take extra seriously, and that reps really will get you there wherever it is you want to go. But if it's just you bettering your game, yeah. reps is what I wish I knew back then or at least I knew it was but like take it seriously right yeah I agree with that and then I guess the other thing I would say that I wish I knew when I was younger was it's a game yeah it's still a game you're still a 12 year old Mm -hmm. girl yes you can be into it and be competitive and this and that but don't dwell on it too much like Mm -hmm. enjoy it and it should be fun. Yeah, I agree. If I was it. to talk to my younger self, I would be like, calm down. Yeah. <laughs> Relax. You're a 12-year-old 12 year, 12 year old girl right. playing a game meant right. for kids. Like, yeah. It's crazy. Softball's a game that was invented for children. And yeah, we play and it when we're 19, 20, 25 years old. We're stressing it. Yeah. <laughs> Stressed yeah. about it. Yeah. When you look back in your um, softball and school balance pass, oh, what do you look back? back on in your softball school balance past and you wish you had done differently hmm like balancing the two Mm -hmm. um in high school I feel like it was easier to balance because Mm -hmm. fall really was off season yeah um so you weren't playing high school Mm -hmm. um softball or anything um I don't know I feel like I didn't have to 
Well, I guess travel ball. I guess considering traveling every mm-hmm. weekend. So you leave Thursday, Friday, and you miss yeah those whole days of school. And you're like, well, what did we talk about in class? What mm-hmm. did we do? And all that. So I guess the way I balanced it was emailing teachers in advance. Like, right. Monday, I tell my teachers, I'm not going to be here Thursday, Friday, and mm-hmm. probably not Monday. Um, knowing when to make up quizzes and all that. So you don't fall too hard, far behind. Right. Stuff like that. I agree. Question number seven. Um, right. So, did you play any other sports in addition to softball? And how did you balance that with, like, fall and spring and all that? So, the only other sport I really played was basketball. I tell you, terrible at it. My high school basketball coach, she was she was a great coach. And so, we were running all the time. And, and I'm telling you, the, running a suicide in, like, 30 seconds was probably the hardest thing I'd done. But once I could do it, I'm just like come on, I guess we're going to run another one. Like, mm-hmm. if, Yeah, but that's the only sport I played. Barely played it. was not good. But <laughs> I like I, I like the sport, but it wasn't hard to balance because basketball's fall and um, softball's in the spring. I guess the hardest thing was telling um, my basketball coach that I had to, uh, fall ball games or I had um, mandatory practices on the weekend that I couldn't miss for basketball because softball was number one so that was it but that was just communication it wasn't really much of like a crazy balance well I definitely am not built for (laughs) basketball so I didn't never even thought about trying that (laughs) ever um but I was a runner um Mm. my freshman year I actually didn't play softball in high school I ran track in the spring yeah because I talked about it with my dad and I was like the team is Um, it's like people who have never played before like yeah that was me and like in a sense I felt like that would hurt me more than help me Mm -hmm. so my dad's like well what's a sport you could play that could also benefit you from the softball side and I was like I guess I can run track and get faster Mm -hmm. I was not fast (laughs) I was not fast my like um middle school freshman year I was not at all um but I I really do think um running track does help Mm -hmm. a lot um, works on your running form, um, builds cardio, endurance, yeah. stamina, all this. Um, and then after that, my freshman year, I really enjoyed running track. I had fun, but I knew it was time to focus mm-hmm. in on softball. So I actually did softball in the spring, and I ran cross country in the fall. <sighs> yeah, people tell me I'm crazy for that, and I definitely... Cross country's hard, let me tell you. Running them 5Ks. Oh, was, my god! I wasn't bad, either. I got some college offers okay. for running, and I was like, I know. I told my senior year, <laughs> I ran my sophomore and junior year. My senior year, I walked up to my cross country coach. I was like, coach, I got to quit. I got to bulk up for softball. I'm getting, I'm getting a, little a little too skinny. skinny. Yeah. I didn't got no meat on my bone. You know these runners. Like, the body yes. type. Like, they're all. Yeah, I was like, yeah, no. I got to start lifting. So, yeah. But definitely... Um, running was my thing and it, I didn't find it that hard to balance yeah with this question um a parent was asking well they were telling me that their daughter struggled and she's in 12u and she's struggling at the plate like yeah my daughter's struggling at the plate she's in 12u what would you have to say about your mental approach at the plate let me tell you I don't know 12u I feel like I wasn't really you just can't think about it mm-hmm. I think because, like you said, hitting is a lot easier when you're younger than yeah. when you get older because the ball's not moving yeah, it's not that much. Crazy. So I think just not being afraid to fail and mm-hmm. just swing the bat. Like, right. obviously yeah. being, like, conscious and smart about the pitches you are swinging at, but right. 
don't be afraid to swing and say you ground out to the shortstop. Yeah, that's like not bad. A bunch of times. You touch the ball. You're getting Some contact. Some people wish they touched the ball. And eventually, that shortstop's going to miss the ball. Right. And you're going to get on base. And eventually, that ball you're hitting to the shortstop is going to start to be going up the middle or to the 5-6 mm-hmm. hole. Like, you're going to find holes the more you swing the bat. Like, just keep going. Right. I yeah. agree. And then I would just say, like, I, I feel like when I was 12, that's when I was just like, yeah, I'd hit those balls to the shortstop and be like, oh my god, you suck. Yeah. Like, whatever <laughs> in my head. But honestly, I would say to my 12-year-old self and to all 12-year-olds, just relax. And mm-hmm. honestly, it could be, if it's just the mental, like, and your, mecha- your mechanics are good, like, Yes, just relax. Like, just don't be afraid to mess up. And the more you, you're you not afraid, the more aggressive you are, the more you're excited to hit, the better you'll hit, I feel. Don't be, like, antsy excited. But, you know, like, at least be like, okay, it's my turn. Like, I'm going to get this done, whatever it is. Even if I walk, you know, yeah. I'm on base. That's the job of me is to get around all bases and score. Productive. Exactly. Yeah. So if you hit the ball to the, the second baseman, but you moved your teammate over, like, that's a win. Like, yeah. you have to take all your little wins. But mentally, I just say relax. And if it's if it's a mechanical thing, I'd say really focus in on your contact, your extension, and your follow-through. But going off of that, I wanted to kind of go off that real quick and say the both of us have decided to be mentors. So we're going to set up a forum. I like this podcast and I really feel like even talking to girls who want mentor mentorship in the sport or just in life in general to talk to a player or a girl who's doing what they dream to do can be so beneficial in your motivation and everything. So I'm going to create this forum. I've been working on it, but once I get it up, I'm going to put the link in and then you guys will be able to fill out like an application and then we'll get back to you. And it could be however, it could be like weekly phone calls, you know, I'm down to do anything. I'll FaceTime, like <laughs> I'm down, I'll talk all day about yeah. it because I'm just so passionate about it. But yeah, we just want to give back to young yes. athletes and yeah, but yes. Back to questions. <laughs> Number nine. My 10U daughter can hit doubles in practice all day, but gets in the game situations and strikes out looking. What, how do you help her get over the fear of just swinging? Just, just do swing. it. Like Nike. <laughs> just do it. I tell you. Yeah. I, feel I don't like, know. Yeah. I feel like it goes back to the question before with the mental right. approach. Like, you can't be afraid to fail. Like, think about this. You're doing it in practice. You know you know, you know how to yeah, do it. Yeah, you like, know you, your swing's do there. So Girl, let's... swing that bag. Yeah, you got this. You have this. I promise you, you have yeah. this. Everything is the same. It may if you're it may not be soft tossed. It may come in a little faster. Don't look at the pitcher. Look at the, the ball. ball. Your mechanics are there, obviously. Watch that ball mistakes. come in. But I'm telling you, no, have no fear at the plate. Yeah. You have nothing to lose. Zero. That's why I said <laughs> earlier I like offense because you have nothing to lose. Yeah. You get out. Okay, the score doesn't change. But think about this. What? How much higher percent of a chance you have swinging the bat than you do looking yeah. at the ball? If I There's, look at all of them, yeah, zero percent. Zero percent. If I swing, fifty percent. We're getting there. You're gonna hit exactly. it or you're not. So might as well swing the bat. Trust yourself. Yeah. The game <laughs> doesn't depend on you hitting a double. Yes, it's not all on you. Get like a the... single. Get a walk. Get take one for the team. Hit by pitch. <laughs> Who cares? Don't teach. These 
Oh, don't lean into it. <laughs> um, but yeah, don't there don't have any fear at the plate. Like that's as easy as to yeah. put it. Don't be afraid because you have nothing to lose. You have more to gain. You you could learn more about like I hit a double off the ball inside. Okay, mm-hmm. now I know I can hit inside pitches. You you learn something there. Like there's always something to gain from swinging, even if you're swinging and missing. Like okay, I can't hit that pitch, so maybe I need to work on that one more. <laughs> um, question number ten. What are some tips you can give to young girls about mental toughness and focus? When I was thinking about this question, I was thinking about when I watched my sister play and my sister is, she's more mentally focused in the game because of how much me and my dad get on her. And I remember when she first started playing, she was that girl digging in the dirt with her teammates right next to her (laughs) when a girl's about to hit the ball. So I'm just like, come on, focus. But yeah, it's just, it, it can be hard at a younger age because focus span is not there. But I'd really say with the toughness parts part, again, going back to the question before, just don't be afraid and you'll be tougher than you know, just like that, just by getting rid of all the jitters and all that stuff. Like you have nothing to lose. Right. Defense, office, all of that, nothing to lose. So the mental part of it will go up if you take all that stress off your shoulders but the focus part I would just say like like we were talking about earlier again like communication and stuff like yeah it could be harder at a younger age just to really focus and talk about stuff but even if you're saying like hey you got it like to your mm-hmm. teammates your teammate pitching stuff like that like you're still focused in and I think I think that could be it but really like just relaxing I feel like you pretty much covered it <laughs> yeah so for number 11 they asked, as we compete at a higher level, how do we remain positive when failure is so high? It's a roller coaster. It is really hard to be positive when your team's in a slump of losing all the games that weekend, or you score 10 runs and you give all the runs back. Or <sighs> it I is... think what really keeps us positive is we have each other I and was we're just always. Say, your team. Oh, look at this. Yeah, I mean, failure is high. Like, yeah, we. Sh- I probably. People strike out yeah. more than they get a hit. You're mm-hmm. going to make errors, this and that. But it's the fact that when you do strike out or I do make an error, I always have a teammate come up to me like, yeah. hey, like, next at bat. And they give me, like, little tips and tricks oh, to yeah. say, hey, I'm she, in she, her. I'm like, always on Kenzie. She's curveball heavy. Maybe get up on the plate so you can reach that outside pitch. Kenzie. Just stuff like that. Yes, yeah, Mina's my hitting coach over here. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I sit on that bucket right there, front and center. Put your bat higher. <laughs> yeah. Elbows. And, elbows. Yeah, and like at times it may seem like your teammates like getting on you and yelling at you, but it's really it all comes yeah, from. Yeah, she love. knows it's love. It's yeah, out exactly. of love. You know it's love. They and just, I want nothing yeah. more than to see you destroy yeah. the ball. So of so, course. Yeah, I think staying positive has a lot to do with your teammates. You have to have the pass the bat mentality. So like. Yeah. Yeah, I could strike out, but I know that Kenzie will at least move someone for me or stuff like that. Like, even if you don't have the trust in yourself, have the trust in your teammates, and that'll keep you positive in one way or another. Because if you're negative with yourself and you're positive with all other eight girls on the field, like, yeah, that's more than... Someone's yeah. always going to pick you up. If you don't perform to where you need to, someone else is going to be there to pick exactly. you up. Exactly, and- so it's... You're not going to die. No, you'll be fine. Failure is hard, and personally, yeah, you go through slumps and you make errors, but you always have people there encouraging you to get back up and come on, do one more rep, do this, you got it. So question number 12 is, how do you overcome bad teammates? So let's start with this. What do you consider a bad teammate? 
Um, Give me three things. Bad teammates. It's <laughs> a really good question because it's hard because it's like you don't want to ever call your teammates out, but it, it comes to a point where it's like things to. need to change. Right. Like, um, I think a bad teammate, in my opinion, is someone that comes onto the team feeling entitled. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I would say someone that doesn't put in as much effort as your teammates does. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't really know. I can't think of like three words, but basically someone that comes in and just expects to get playing time without doing the work. Right. Rather than people that have been here and working. If you have talent, granted, yeah, yeah. whatever, you'll probably play because you're good. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, like, um, if I'm going in and I'm getting my reps and doing this and that and you don't do anything and you just expect to play over someone right. and all that, I feel like that's kind of hard for some people. Mm-hmm. I yes. thought of that, but when I thought of a bad teammate, it was more just, like, the negativity, I guess, right. which could come from that, because, like, yeah. you have a girl who thinks they're all that, and they don't um, put in the work, and you're you're putting in the work, and they don't, and then they realize that if they don't put in the work, they're not going to play, and you're right. playing, and they could be better than you, but because your work ethic is there, yeah. you're going to play. Because that's how it really works, honestly. If you have the work ethic, you got it. Yeah. I think touching on, like, being negative, mm-hmm. like, um, when someone does mess up or we do lose a game, like, placing blame. Like, yeah. oh, we wouldn't have lost if so-and-so caught that ball in this inning. Yeah, like, or, you're going to have that. It's going to yeah. happen. You're going to be like... Because sometimes it will be one person's fault. But, I mean, overall, you got to think, like, it's a, we could have scored more runs to where yeah. that, that mess up couldn't have affected us. Like, stuff like that. Right. It's a team It team can go sport. all over. But, yeah, yeah, to touch on that part, I would say, like, a bad teammate to me also is those that don't take in on their own faults, too. Like Right. Own up to it. Right. You're or, right. like, just the, uh, just the little stuff. Yeah. And overcoming it, I think just... Not being afraid to start a conversation. Mm-hmm. Just say. That's what I was going to say. Yeah. Hey, like. Hey, like, can we talk? Yeah. How and do you. I guess also talking to other teammates. So it's not just you that has a person, a problem with this person one on one. But mm-hmm. like the team as a whole feels like you need to be more positive mm-hmm. or something like that. So they don't feel singled out. I right. Guess. And uh, when I was younger, it was always like a, I, I feel like I did have that me, me, me mentality for a little bit and then when I got to when I got here I was I've never been this much of a team player and I think that's what really what really helped me mentally and like just overall because if I'm if someone like you guys we're all of us are always there for each other but like Mm -hmm. to overcome a bad teammate like you said you have to talk to them like you have to like you have to say like look I love you to death but you need to, to hit more than you do or you can't be mad when this happens or this is not that team it, it can be hard because your feelings will get involved and you'll be like well, if she just caught that ball then like what or if she didn't hit throw the ball down the middle like the girl wouldn't have hit the ball right. like it, it's gonna happen like i don't know i don't want to say don't say it out loud because if that's how you decompress then yes get it out but don't like let it cause a drama kind of thing but to overcome it yeah have a conversation with them 
If that doesn't work, I'd say just, you can even say something to the coach and point it out. And if that doesn't work, it's know, a lost be cause. An, be, yeah, focus be an on example. You. Yeah, focus on you and Show them, try to like, elevate yeah. your teammates to your level. Because I don't know, I yeah. feel like I am a leader, but I'm I'm not like the I am a get on you, but not I don't know. I feel like I'm more of a leader on I lead by example. Yeah, there yeah, you go. Yeah, definitely. So I would say be take the take the more mature route if it's not going your way with that teammate, and continue to do what's best for yourself and the team and eventually it'll click the same way it they'll with catch me. on to the community right and the mentality that we create yeah, and if it's team. not their environment nine times out of ten they'll go they, but yeah they will sleep. Mm-hmm. yeah question number 13 someone asks how do we combat the issue when coaches have favorites don't let it eat at you continue to put your work in and continue to do all that you can because nine times out of ten your, your teammates will pick up for you so when I think of uh like if we were ever in a situation where we needed to uh, if like coach had a favorite and we were whatever we would all be like like Amina you're putting in the work like don't ever let your like don't ever think less of yourself because you're not because you're not playing (laughs) yeah because you can you could take out the favorites and you could get be like hey coach like what do I have to do to really like if if it's a position thing like what do I have to do to, to play here to or, earn this right, spot here. Yeah, say it that way. Like, what do I have to do to earn this spot? Or like, hey, what can I do better um, in my position or uh, up to bat that would yeah. make my spot more um, solid for me yeah. kind of thing. And I think I think favorites, favoritism within coaches happens a lot more when you're younger. Right. You do see it at the college level, um, but I feel like more but, so it's yeah. based on talent versus when you're younger, I feel like it's more, like, political, like, whose kid is that, Yeah. who do they know, I feel like, who's, yeah. who's parents talking to and the coach more, who yeah. yeah, and I dealing with that is hard, because I think it's hard, because the girls just want to play, and the parents kind of mm-hmm. intervene, and are, like, yeah. make it hard, I guess, yeah, okay. yeah I definitely agree, because it, 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 it can affect how you play with that girl, yeah. in the end, just work hard, yeah, and don't eventually, let yourself go, ever, eventually like the numbers you produce yeah um and your ability is gonna prove that mm -hmm. you you could be so focused on them being a favorite you let yourself go and then this this favorite gets into a slump and then it's like what do we do now because it's your time it's your time or the favorite gets injured right it's like oh you're next like that so keep it up and use it as motivation to take it like yeah like you want to go for their spot yeah just take the spot question number 14 how do we stay committed when other players are not? When I was younger, like I talked about how my high school team, um, oh, yeah, yeah. a lot of people weren't mm-hmm. as experienced or didn't play year-round like travel um, players do. And for me, it was really, really hard because, like, not to sound mean, but I would I would get irritated during games and practices because it's like, like, that was such a simple play. Like, right. why can't we do this? Why aren't we producing runs? And it's just, like, you have to remember, like, for some people, like, they're at a different um, competition level. Some people are super competitive, and some people are just playing high school to have fun. So, right. Um, some people aren't as committed to the sport and aren't um, working towards yeah, going to college. Not, not as involved in it yeah. as you are. And I think in those situations, once again, going back to focusing on what you can control and what you can do. You can hit um your first baseman in the chest every time you make a play you can control yeah, that you like, can't control if easier. they catch it or not right but you know in your own self that you made a good throw and you can't get mad mm-hmm. but when when it comes to other teammates not being committed they're, they're not as passionate as you 
I don't know, for a pitcher, being a pitcher in high school and having uh, teammates like that, it was a lot easier for me because I mm-hmm. controlled it. Like, I controlled a lot of the game, and mm-hmm. I had a control over what that batter did and stuff like that. And nine times out of ten, that's what helped me stay committed because I knew that the ball was in my hands and I did have control. So, like, you took more so, like, a leadership role yeah. and tried to and elevate do, other mm-hmm. people to your level. Yeah, I Yeah, like I did my best, like being patient and, and, like, explaining and practice to the girls. But when, when like, it, it wasn't clicking with them or, like, my patience was wearing thin a little bit, I'd say, I guess, mm-hmm. it, I knew that the ball was in my hands. So it could be harder because I know that, I, I like, thinking about it from your perspective, like, I don't know what I would do if I was, like, a shortstop and my teammates weren't committed. And, like, yeah. No, I, like, I never, like, of course don't ever lash out on your right. teammates and get angry. That's not, like... What I mean, but basically what I meant was focus on what you can control. You oh, can yeah. focus on yourself um, in your at-bat getting a hit. Right. Like, you can control that, but you can't control if the rest of your team gets a hit and win the game. So you can't really focus on wins and losses, I think, yeah. when you're playing. Just, again, just um, fo- focus on, like, bettering yourself. Yeah. Right. Pretty much is all you can do. Um, so the 15. Yeah, the very last question um, is what are key, three key things that make um, – your team successful, so I'm assuming they're talking about our um, mm-hmm. Um So what really brought us up, At what really point. pushed us was communication. I'd say getting those extra reps I was because say extras. Coach is huge on extra, yeah. like taking those reps. Just even if it's you stay after practice and you take one extra bucket of ground balls, that's right. one more bucket it's of ground something. balls than someone else took. If, imagine a chaos. softball game and you didn't hear anything. And just quiet. Yeah, but that would be weird. So, really weird. <laughs> so so communication is the hugest one. Do putting in the extra work, and then I, I feel think like the third one. I know I feel like those are the two most important things. Um, mm-hmm. I'd say something that has made us successful is also when we weren't successful, we we looked at why we weren't and we talked about what we could do better, like learning from failure. Yes, learning yeah. from our mistakes. Yeah. And then our last question is. Is being a student athlete harder than you expected? (laughs) (laughs) Um, I'm going to say no because I had this expectation, I feel like, once I started travel ball. Mm -hmm. um, And I feel like my parents always held me at a higher standard and they said, if you think this is hard now... Like, imagine college, like, and I'm like, oh my god, what is college going to be like? But to be honest, it was exactly like travel ball. Right. You're gone um, every weekend, and then you have to come back and catch up on schoolwork. That's literally what college is. You travel on the road on the weekends, and you catch up on your schoolwork yeah. on the bus, um, in the hotels. It's just constant cycles of practice, lift, class, and then games. Like Honestly... I think that is a little harder. It, it's not harder on the school aspect, but definitely because, like I said, I was so lazy and I was getting, I was getting by. Honestly, I, I, I had talent, but I feel like I was getting by, by pure, pure luck because I was so immature. But once, once you're here, like you're, you're, you're here, and you have to grow up, and for some, you have to grow up faster than than you than others and you have to grow up before you know the season comes so it's it it is a lot and it is a little more than I expected on the softball end of things I I wish 
Another thing I wish I did was I wish I conditioned. I was about to say conditioning, I think, is the biggest wake up call for most athletes when they Mm -hmm. get into college. You run a lot more than you think you're gonna like. Yeah. Let me tell you. It's a lot. We have this conditioning test. It's called the Dirty Dozens. And what it is, is so it's 60 feet and which is, you know, home to first. And you start on one line and then you're gonna go. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve until you're back where you started. And you have to do that in um, for middles and pitchers, it's a minute and five seconds. And, and corners, corners and catchers, and catchers. minute ten. But here's the kicker. <laughs> here's the catch right here. You get a minute break, if that, but you have to do it twelve times. <laughs> twelve sets of twelve sprints. Oh. Yeah, it's great. We love it. Yeah. We wouldn't trade it. <laughs> um, but yeah, that was our last Yeah, that's our, our last, last question, question from Facebook. So we're closing, we're coming to an end, and we wanted to leave you guys with two quotes that we found. Um, the quote that I found that I really liked was you can't always control the circumstances, only how you react to those circumstances. You can always control your attitude and your effort. And Jenny Finch said that. That's just yeah, yeah. it, it kind of like sums up this whole Q&A because <laughs> we've said this so many times. You can only control, you know, you, you, you can't control the game, but like even bad teammates, girls not interested, you're, the only thing you have is yourself to look back on. So always control yourself as best as you can and how you react to situations because the more positive you put into that, the better, the more positive life will be in general outside of softball. The more positive you put into everything you know the better you'll feel um that's funny I feel like my quote is actually really similar so um this one was a Derek Jeter said this um he said there may be people that have more talent than you but there's no excuse for anyone to work harder than you so once again that goes into you focusing on yourself and getting those extra reps go back to the favorites everything Nope. If you put the work in, there's nothing anyone can say. And there's honestly yeah. nothing you could say about yourself. Your time will come. You right. put in that work, you're going to get that opportunity. And when that opportunity comes, you'll be ready. And that's when you earn that spot. And you kick it. Yep. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I guess overall, I feel like the main thing that we really highlighted in this podcast was focus on yourself, get those reps, and your opportunities will come. Mm-hmm. I feel like that was a big one. Yes. Yeah. This was pretty great. It yeah. was pretty interesting. We're both really nervous hopefully we know we get a little jitters out <laughs> we get a little but more yes, better at this i but... love this and i can't wait for episodes and seasons yeah. to come got a lot of requests to do like just uh like just younger girls mm-hmm. give them more advice like we could come up with something for that like tips for them mm-hmm. i was okay. thinking you know recruiting processes we can go everywhere with we this and there's a lot out yeah, there so leave your comments we love all of you and yeah Thanks for listening. Yeah, thanks for tuning in to the Eminem podcast. Yeah, this is Mina. This is Kenzie. We're joining us.